Hello, everybody. Welcome to Past Deadline, Central Michigan Life's news podcast, where we discuss the biggest stories of the week, interview sources, members of the staff, and keep our audience up to date on what's going on at CMU and at Central Michigan Life. My name is Andrew Loveland, and I will be your host this semester. Past Deadline's first episode of the new year will introduce and feature CM Life's editor-in-chief, Dylan Getz, and managing editor, Evan Petzold. I'll be asking them both a few questions about their journey through journalism, their college experience here at CMU, and how they got to their positions and what they value most. So, uh, Dylan, we'll start with you. All right, let's go. Let's do it. So, what positions have you held at CM Life? Let's do that um, first. So, I started my freshman year. It was the first semester, probably about this time, actually, two, three weeks in. I came to an open house, and I got an opportunity, even though I had no writing experience, or no news writing experience, I got an opportunity on the sports desk. So I started as a staff reporter. Um, next semester, I, I did the same thing as a staff reporter. Um, and then my sophomore year, I moved to assistant sports editor. Then I was a sports editor for two semesters after that. Um, and then I had my first internship over the summer in, in Grand Haven. It was just kind of like a news writing internship. So I kind of transitioned more into less sports writing, more just news writing in general. So I became the community editor. And then now editor-in-chief so it's been a it's been a good four years but got a lot of memories here so that that's good I think Evan did actually a pretty similar path ain't that right yeah a little bit I mean I took a I guess I I could say a similar path but you took the uh the good old leap of faith over to uh <laughs> over to news a little bit quicker than I did but um but no yeah I mean came in um just wanted to be a, a sports writer and, and wanted to do that and it's kind of interesting because through sports writing you kind of realize that you know there are situations um, and maybe you'll get to some of your favorite stories. Maybe those were in sports that mm -hmm. kind of were sports. They were also news. And, maybe yeah. they, you know, they had a kind of a little bit of both in them. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, a lot of that kind of helped me realize that that was something that I was uh, was interested in. But but anyway, yeah, was uh, was a staff reporter um, on sports at first and then ended up becoming the assistant sports editor and then sports editor. And then now, you know, moving into a, a different role as a managing editor, which is kind of like uh, for me, you're kind of like jumping in front of a semi yeah. hoping you don't get hit, <laughs> right? Because. There's a lot of uh, there's there's a lot of differences well, and yeah. but but it's nice having it, it could, you, you understand right and that's yeah, what I it, like. It could be like that, but I think uh, you know the advantage is that we've both done a couple internships and right. we've, we've had some you know opportunities to you know learn and grow outside of just this newsroom mm -hmm. at, at CMU. So what internships have you done? Yeah, so um, I was actually with the the Great Lakes Loons after my freshman year of uh, of college here, and, and that was interesting because it was more of like a PR internship doing yeah. communication stuff. Um, and, and I was kind of trying to find like anything that I could find that had to do with, you know, communications in some way, mm -hmm. landed on that, which was a really cool experience to get a chance to see the other side of it. Um, and also to kind of get a chance to work in an office setting. Cause I was in the office 40 hours a week, like always there. And if there were gains and stuff like that, like, yeah, I'd, I'd work those as well. But when they were on the road, um, you know, I was in the office. So it kind of gave me a good idea of like the office culture. And then this past summer I was out in Colorado Springs, um, at the, the Gazette, I'm um, doing an internship there. So that was a sports internship and um, a really cool experience. If you ever get a chance to go out that way, mm -hmm. uh, give the Manitou Incline a shot and, um, <laughs> you know, go to go climb Pikes Peak or, or ride up uh, right up the hill or whatever you got to do to get up there. Make sure you go see it because it's a it's a cool experience. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I remember just seeing your Twitter page with like all the huge, pictures, you know, yeah. like mountainous ranges and stuff like that. You know, I was, I was pretty jealous. It's cool. Was, it was well, cool. that was that was last summer, right? Yeah. yeah. So cool. I was in Kalamazoo at the time with uh, M Live at the Gazette. <laughs> a little bit and, like, enemy territory. Yeah. Enemy territory for CMU. Right. Yeah. But I actually kind of fell in love with it. The downtown there is really cool. Um, 
and I was working with, you know, some really great people who, who taught me a lot. So, right. um, it was weird cause it was the first time I ever lived somewhere like where I didn't really know anybody yeah. coming in. <clears throat> so it was definitely like kind of, you know, a shock at first, but, um, you know, we made it eventually, we made some friends and, uh, and everything. So it was a great experience. That's definitely awesome. I mean, I've climbed Pikes Peak, but I don't think I could ever do the incline. The incline, uh, yeah. The, really? The, yeah, like I, yeah. I, the incline would just, yeah, it's a hard pass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like that would kill me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, they would just find me up there. But so, talk about like what was your first story that you can actually remember for either one of you, whichever wants to go first. Um, I, I'll go first. Uh, I remember mine pretty, pretty, uh, pretty well actually because it, you know now I think of it as a nightmare, but. Um, first story i ever did it was a game story like just kind of like a recap game story that's what we call them gamers um about the field hockey team and at the time it was like the coach was fired like the year late i think like the next year but um it was like their 20 something you know loss in a row it was awful like they were really bad and they were like notoriously bad everybody on campus like knew about it so it was something like 19 – it was up there around the 1920 losses in a row range. So essentially what I wrote, it was just like a stat sheet regurgitation of, like, each goal in order. It was very, like <laughs> – I felt like I was just plugging in, you know, the stats onto, you know, a Word doc and then throwing it up on uh, – you know, submitting it to my editors. But thank, thank God the, the stories don't look like that anymore. But – um so with some diligent editing from my my editor at the time who's greg wickliffe um he he kind of helped me out we worked through it and got it published but uh it, w- it was pretty bad you know i like i said didn't have any news writing experience so i was just kind of guessing and you know like looking at other stories like oh i could probably do this you know but it was it was awful now that i look back on it <laughs> well and apart from like even just news writing experience how much experience did you have with field hockey? Oh, yeah. I knew nothing about it. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Like, <laughs> I, I was watching YouTube videos, you know. I was, like, trying to, you know, trying to learn more about it. Or, like, you know, and there was a lot of goals scored. And, like, I'm used to – I used to be a soccer kid back in high school. So, I used to, you know, two, three, four goals a game. And it was, like, 13-0 to zero at halftime. I was uh, – yeah, I was I was surprised. For sure, no. And I think that's – I mean, you kind of, what you kind of said kind of also emulates – you know, where I was at as well with the first story that I ever did was a gamer um, for women's soccer, and it was a, it was a 4-2 win for them over Mount St. Mary's. I, I remember it really well um, because Lexi Palafis, who was a junior at the time, um, she tied the all-time record um, at CMU for career goals scored with 26. Oh, yeah. And I remember, like, the story. I thought it was so good, and I was, like, so excited about, like, submitting it and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And, I mean, you probably edited it. I mean, who even knows? Or, or I, mean, <laughs> I don't know who it was at that point, but – Maybe it was Colin or, or McKenzie might have been, it or might have been someone. Colin. I mean, yeah, whoever I it was, I remember I was, like, so excited to turn it in. And now, like, getting a chance, because it's pulled up right in front of me here, like, looking back oh, really? on it. Um, <laughs> looking back on Let's it, like, see it. I definitely, I definitely, you know, the lead, it was senior day for the Central Michigan soccer team, but junior forward Lexi Palafis stole the show. I kind of like that. But at the same time, That's now I'm, look, I'm reading down the story, though, and I buried the fact that, she tied like the all-time you know yeah. goal scored record. That's like my probably like I think my second or third to last graph. Oh wow! And so like that should have been way up. <laughs> hey. And so no, I mean like looking back on it though, like yeah. those are the little things that like you learn and pick up on. So it's kind of fun yeah. looking back, but That's we've definitely come though. a long way. Yeah, we've definitely, come a long way. We both have come oh, a yeah, long way. Most definitely. I I remember I used to you know not have any confidence or anything in my writing, uh you know and that that came obviously the more and more you report, but mm-hmm. it was tough there for a while. Oh yeah. 
so I mean, looking at that too, I think audience members typically think readers think like you hate the teams that you cover. I mean, Evan, I know you've dealt with that numerous amounts of times, but it's one of those things where you want to put it out there. We don't hate the teams. It, we'd love to cover when they're really good. I mean, how much fun did you have this year with Mac? That's what I say, man. I always tell people, like, when they ask me, I say, it's more fun to cover a team that's good because people care enough to read your stuff. Like, sorry, and I, and I hope people don't take offense to this, but if you're a bad team, like, people don't really want to read about it. So when CMU was 1-11 – like I remember even having conversations with you, and you were just like, "Dude, like no one's reading our stuff. Like we, mm. like we got to do just feed. We got to go to more features and like less like game stuff because they're just so bad. There's yeah. no point." I think people get that wrong. Like they think that we love to see them suffer, and I mean, we're not. No, we're not sadists like that, man. Like we're, we're just doing our <laughs> exactly. job. Yeah, I, and I think it's as a reporter, it's kind of like you know, like reporting nature to be kind of critical of everything you cover, but that doesn't mean you can also be interested in it and. Um, you know, even you know, have some fondness for it. So, like you were saying, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're a football fan. Like, I like football. <laughs> if I yeah. know anything about yeah. you, uh, you know. Um, but that was the thing. Like, uh, you know, my freshman year, I covered the wrestling team. Um, and coming in, I knew nothing about wrestling. Like, I couldn't even tell you what a mm-hmm. takedown was. You know, the point system, nothing about that. You know, and I, it was actually really cool covering them. You know, I developed some relationships and some friendships through that beat, just because. Um, you know, I was learning more about it and, you know, they were willing to kind of accommodate and help me out, uh, even when I was, you know, doing stories and covering them and everything. So you kind of have to be critical as a reporter because you have to serve your purpose. You have to do your job, but at the same time, um, you know, everything I've ever covered, I've, you know, loved, you know, it's just like at, you know, the university, you can kind of bring it off of sports for a second. Like, you know, I don't think anybody necessarily like seeks out a, negative story about the university because they want to like you know nail the administrators or something like that like you you talk about things that are you know tough on campus like sexual assault and things like that because you want to inform others and kind of bring up a bigger discussion to maybe make this place a safer place or a better that's place, the job you know well here's the thing too and i always tell people this as well when you know there's trust me there's been so many there's been so many times where like football Football players have gone after me, and I know you as well, where they, I mean, it's just kind of like attacking, 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 because they don't like the work that we do. But I always try to explain it this way, like, Dylan, like, you would not have gotten your internship if you were just writing, like, fluff pieces all the time about how great everything is, when that might not be the truth, because you're not doing your job. That's yeah, not serving your the, purpose. Yeah, that, you know? I mean, that's that's public relations. I mean, if, right. like, there's a whole other job description for that, you know? Exactly. If you're, if you're here to promote, um, just promote and... You know, like if you work for a team, for example, that's your job is to promote the team in right. any way and form possible. Because journalism is asking the tough questions and, yeah. and being uh, able journalism, to see both sides it, of it, right? It's so much more than that. It's mm-hmm. it's giving you, you know, a, an eye from a perspective that doesn't work for the team or somebody who's not, you know, directly associated, right? Uh, you know, who can assess what's going on, whether it be good, whether it be bad. Um, so we serve a critical role. Right. For sure. I mean, even if you're taking it, like you said, off of the the sports, like we're students here. We yeah. <laughs> like we're paying money just like everyone else is. We uh-huh. don't want this place. You know, we don't exactly. want bad things here either. So. Yeah. Like when when we got the bill for the student service fee, I mean, we were pissed off too. You know, like it wasn't it wasn't just everybody else at this school who got billed for their two hundred twenty five right. fee, um, and didn't know what it was for. You know, it was us too. So uh, that's one of the interesting things about you know college media. 
All right, so let's get into favorite favorite story you guys have ever done, whether okay. Dylan, it's in sports or out sports. But yeah. what have you guys got that you so, just really loved? I, I kind of picked two. Like I was telling you and Austin about this actually the other day during when we were putting this most recent paper together. But um, I did a story about this guy who used to be a wrestler here. He was super dominant, like all American every single year. His name was Gerard Trice actually. And he had just started. I I was you know doing some research trying to find some story ideas. This is when I was freshman too, um, and I found out that you know this guy who used to be you know this all star wrestler here, you know he's a couple of years removed from college now, but he just started his MMA career and he had like a, uh, I think he won his first bout like by knockout and he was very like prolific when he was here at least, but. Um, it was really cool talking to him. He was just a great interview, and he was one of those guys that was like, you know, MMA MMA fighter who was like completely dominant in college. So he was really like cocky and really like, you know, it, it was right. just a, a, you know, kind of brazen. Like not saying like Conor McGregor, but like that type of mm-hmm. you know, like confidence in yourself. And those are the best interviews. Sometimes when it, too, yeah, sometimes when you get those interviews with like you know these like people just full of life, full of character, right? It just you know it shines right through the story. I mean, you it doesn't matter what you write, like it's gonna be gold. You know, it just writes itself. What's the other one? The other one um, is at the end of so I think it was at the end of my or no start of my junior year, um, my last semester as sports editor. We kind of like took a look and did a little investigation into graduate transfer mm-hmm. like football players where the money goes if they go to school all that kind of thing um that was just a good experience because it it just opened a whole nother world of journalism to me that I wasn't you know really in you right. know, like <coughs> I'm experienced in writing feature stories news stories all that kind of thing um but up to that moment I wasn't really experienced with you know kind of the investigative journalism side um so taking that on and kind of uh, addressing an issue that was very prominent on our campus um, and still is even now, um, you know, it kind of opened my eyes to a whole nother, you know, different spectrum of this. Well, that one was unique too, because I mean, you have to remember, and I, I've, t- I've talked about this before in a lot of my conversations that I've had is, you know, college football is um, kind of like the Holy grail of like universities, you know, like it's, yeah. it's a big deal. And yeah. that story didn't only like reach CMU that reached college football. Like, there are people mm-hmm. that, you know, were, able to take a look at that that weren't at central yeah and they were still able to get like an understanding of what was yeah, going on and yeah. how it, it might impact their school it's funny you say that because like <laughs> it, it wasn't it was like sometime last year i was just you know reading about some graduate transfer stuff because you know the ncaa is always trying to you know make edits to uh, all their bylaws and all that kind of thing always trying to fix stuff so i was reading out reading about like this work group that they put together it was on Reddit. <laughs> I was reading about this article of this re- uh, work group that w- they were putting together to try to f- address, like, the the fact that no graduate transfer football players actually, you know, go through their degree. And, you know, that's not all their fault, too, because sometimes the school only pays for the one year that you play football. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's kind of an institutional problem. But, um, <laughs> like, people were linking CM Life stories. Really? You know? That's what's like, up. It, like, there was mine. There was, like, one from, like, uh, you know, four or five years ago about okay. just, like, university football spending. Like, the, there's not a lot of other, like, college media, you know, college newspapers out there that um, can kind of a, extrapolate a story like that. Right. Like, like we did, so. Yeah, for sure. 
I mean, I think part of that too is we get a lot of like graduate transfers here. Exactly. Like, yeah. No. For, for sure. Well, that one was why because our super quarterback from Michigan, Shane Morris. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and everybody was Shane like, Morris. you know, this was a big, the first big graduate transfer, like, you know, starting quarterback, all star guy. You know, we had a pretty good season with them. It was a big deal, you know. So we decided to look into it. But. Yeah, I mean, we could almost like do the same exact story in a couple of years, but just transfer portal. Like, how many of those people actually mm-hmm. like finish a degree now? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and and it's terrible too. Like, you know, you talk to like, uh, like John Steinbrecher, the the um, commissioner of the Mid American Conference. He was one of those people that was going that was being put on these work groups in the NCAA and trying to figure out, you know, how do we make it so. You know, it's not just like essentially you're paying for one season of football and then, you know, you never see the person again after, uh, you know, after the bowl game or after whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just very interesting um, dynamic to explore because even if some of these students, even if they wanted to stay, it's not like they had the opportunity to because your scholarship only stays if you're playing football. Right. So right. Well, it's, it's just could be uh, like one semester even. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like you might not even be able to finish uh, – <laughs> you know, the slightest bit of your graduate program. So, yeah, it's uh, very interesting. So what about you, Evan? Yeah, so a couple (coughs) stories, but I'm kind of going to stick to probably two of them. Um, I would say definitely the story that I did, um, what was that? Was that last year? Yeah, it was last year. Um, It was right right when Bono Bono got fired. Yeah, right after Bono got fired. Okay, yeah. um, Mm -hmm. And then obviously, you know, his wife, we figured out that she was banned and all that kind of stuff, but then – we kind of dropped those two stories like back to back, and then we hit on Aaron McLatcher, um, mm-hmm. who was a strength conditioning coach here, who was stealing mm-hmm. Adderall. Another investigative kind right. of piece, yeah. Yeah, yep. investigative piece with FOIAs and documents and um, cold calling. I mean, all that kind of stuff that you kind of just have to do. And, yeah. it, and it was a it was a really cool piece to write. Got a chance to kind of investigate, you know, him stealing, um, you know, prescribed Adderall from players that are on the baseball team. And just kind of like the reasons why he, you know, ended up leaving here and how central mm. their athletic department base kind of like swept it under the rug, didn't say anything. Yeah. Um, and then we put the the story out here and um, about a week later he got fired from his job at Davenport. So mm-hmm. that kind of made me wonder if um, that made me wonder if Central ever said anything or if Central had. Yeah. I mean, who, whatnot, who knows? Davenport could have called up CMU. You know, we're yeah. looking to hire this guy. Yeah. Uh, when I, when, deal, I, when, I asked the, when I when I when I asked the question to the athletic director Michael offered here he mm. basically said that's that's personnel stuff I don't I don't know which yeah. basically was a no comment yeah so yeah. yeah I mean I wonder that kind of makes you makes you think about it but that was a really cool story that that I really enjoyed um, and then man what else I would say I think when Jim McElwain came to Central like getting a chance to break that yeah. like CM life having them the bottom ticker of ESPN like even though that wasn't an investigative story like that was really cool for like all of us here and like yeah. that that kind of was able to help show like not only the work that I was doing, but like, you know, the work that you were doing and the work that like our newsroom was doing and just kind of like showing that mm. this is different than like just all college newspapers. Like we are not the same. Like yeah. we have to do and, things like this. And it was during that kind of period, you know, that season, that was my last season as a sports editor. Right. Um, I mean, we were operating at this level that was just uncomparable to yeah. anybody else in the state college newspaper wise. Like, you know, like it was efficient. It was good news every time. You know, it was great features. It was investigative work. Oh, yeah. It was everything. Like, you know, we were operating at you know a a professional level, right? Um, which was incredible. You know, it's one of the best experiences I'll ever have. Absolutely, and I mean, it, like you said, it's not necessarily the serious investigative news piece, but I think if you're 
six seven years old and you decide like hey i want to be a journalist like the dream is to see like your name or your paper right at yeah, the bottom exactly. of the espn yeah, ticker exactly. so yeah, it's like yeah. you know even though it was for just one like one story you know mm-hmm. you didn't become Woj, but still, <laughs> like still like yeah. that's pretty like cool but it's super dope yeah so how long have you guys worked together at cm life so we just to be kidding for me yeah but. so i've known Everton since he's gotten here right and um, even before, because was it wasn't I yeah. bugging Colin? Uh, yeah, you were about getting so, on staff, and you guys were driving. First time I heard or, about yeah, first time I heard about you was uh, it was after so it was towards the end of the year because my freshman year that's when Colin, who's a past sports editor of mm-hmm. ours, um, he was graduating, um, so he was leaving or no, Austin didn't even was graduating. Yeah, Colin was still here, um, but Colin was talking about um, you know, adding more staff because we had a couple of people graduate. And he said, you know, this kid keeps emailing him and stuff like, you know, when when am I going to get my opportunity? I was like, Jesus, man, you didn't even, haven't even <laughs> signed up for classes yet. But um, so and then, you know, it actually happened. The progression, you know, kind of came through two semesters later yeah. and he was here and I and, you know, I was the assistant sports editor at the time. Uh, and then w- we worked with Colin, who was a sports mm. editor until I kind of took over after he graduated. So, um Pretty much since this guy has gotten gotten to CMU, yeah, um, and he was here a year before me, and uh, we we consider I consider his year the lucky year in a way his <laughs> freshman year because he got a chance oh, to cover man. Marcus Keene in depth and all, all oh, that man. stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm jealous about that one. You can be jealous about me for Colorado, but I I but wish I could have covered Marcus Keene. Keen, that dude is a dog. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never see anything like that. No, there will never be a basketball no. player like that again here. I'm sorry. So Marcus Keane, he was a uh, he was uh, twenty yeah it was twenty sixteen seventeen yeah. basketball season. Uh, team was average. They went sixteen sixteen that year. But um, Marcus Keane though, it was just he was a five nine point guard who could just shoot the lights out. It was like you know like Steph Curry doesn't even you know compare to this. This dude dropped fifty on Ball State one night on like a Wednesday in Mount Pleasant. It was insane. Like, he had like ESPN so, like scooting up here, didn't he? Oh yeah. Time. ESPN yeah, he was on ESPN every night with the S V G at midnight. Oh yeah. Um but so he ended up breaking the and or NCAA I'm I'm getting my uh my acronyms mixed up. Um record for thirty points a game, which it hadn't happened for like you know, eight years yeah. since then. Yeah. Like it was yeah. really, really old. Um, Probably like some Pistol Pete type stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Ju- it was just insane. I mean, he was so fun to watch. The team was just, you know, they weren't very good. They didn't play v- defense at all. Right. But man, like he would hit from the logo. That place would go nuts. So I think he's still hitting shots from the logo in China. Oh like, yeah. Oh, I'm I sure feel like is. once or twice a week I'll see Keno Davis like retweet some like random Marcus yeah. Keen yeah. like yeah, Marcus Chinese Keen basketball. And, it, and, and normally over the summer, you know, he comes and plays in like the Drew League and the mm-hmm. Summer League, yeah. that kind of thing. One day he'll get a, he'll get his opportunity. So that'll be one fun. day. One day. All right. So we've established you guys have worked together for mm-hmm. a while now. So how would you describe each other? Oh, okay. Can okay. I go first? Can I go first yeah, this yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. All right, go ahead. Actually, no, you go first. No, I want to know you go man. first, actually. So, um, think. you know, like we said, Evan and I work, for, work together even, you know, it feels like even since I got here, even though there was a period there where I was trying to figure my own life out, not worried about Evan's life. But um, so we've been bouncing ideas off each other, you know, since you got here, essentially. Um, he's a very diligent, efficient worker, a lot of character. Good guy to be around. Um, 
always thinking of new ideas. Great role model for young reporters, like uh, like Andrew Loveland here. Oh, yeah. Um, dedicated, determined guy. So, yeah. Respect that. No, I think um, if I had to describe you, I think I would describe you as a culture changer. Oh. Okay. Okay. So we're busting out. Granted, the, you got yeah. the. I mean, no. Granted, I mean, you know, Dylan, you got the reporting skills. Like we know that you've got the editor skills. But like changing a culture and like being like a leader, leader, like I think mm-hmm. that's something that, you know, is of a lot of value. I think I kind of, in a way, sometimes I'm not the, I don't consider myself like the greatest editor because I'm like very into like nose down, like grinding for the stories. And like mm-hmm. sometimes I have like these days where I'm just like straight faced, like nothing to say. But anytime you come in the office, like you guys listening to this podcast, trust me, he's always smiling. He's always talking to people. And I, I really do respect that. Like mm-hmm. that's something that, that I respect a lot. Well, that's you. Don't tear up. Don't tear up on me, bro. You're about to bring me bring me to tears here. This is all right. I got soft. Now, now I'm back. So, (laughs) I think. Well, first off, you came in with like the description of like all this stuff, and then he had like the perfect like two word description. Yeah, yeah. So I had I had a bunch of I I had a couple notes written down. He just had one big idea. I dig it. I was just going off the top of my head. Hey, (laughs) I respect it. All right. So now, I guess describe yourselves and give. Give the people listening, you know, an idea of what you do in your free time when you're not doing journalism. Like, what are your hobbies, interests? Okay. Um, so, obviously, journalism major, um, political science minor. Um, normally, sports guys aren't necessarily too concerned with what's going on in government but and things like that. But definitely interested in that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Biggest Pistons fan in Mount Pleasant. Um but not a that's fan a challenge. Of, oh, to that's, anyone listening that's who wants to come up here to see him life's office. Oh, yeah. And just, Square Show up, your, dude. I will. <laughs> anything bring your Luke Kennard jersey. Oh, dude, I'll bring every jersey in the book. I probably got like, I got like three out of the three out of the five starting five this really? year. Really? Yeah. Well, no, no. Blake's Blake. Well, yeah, start but he counts. I mean, but yeah, we'll he counts. Count, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, not a fan of the point guard Reggie Jackson who made his triumphant return. But you do have not Reggie a Jackson. I do have his jersey. Yeah. Well, he's one of the three. So Reggie, Blake, and Andre. Okay. But um. I don't know. Listen to music. Uh, listen to podcasts, movies. Big into movies. Used to work in a movie theater, so uh, okay. I was always like, uh, you know, I saw everything for free. So that I wasn't a movie guy before I started there, but definitely after I left. Um, addicted to Twitter. Um, Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's a little bit about me. Yeah. So um, for me, journalism major. Um, was going to be a sport management minor, and then I was basically like, I could get out of here in three and a half years if I dropped that, or I could, you know, I'd have to go four. And mm-hmm. honestly, in my gut, I didn't know what to do. I didn't really know what to do, but my gut told me, like, just drop it and get graduate. Mm-hmm. So I'm going for it. All right. Taking the leap of faith. It's a risk, but I'm I'm going for it because I believe that, you know, journal. I don't know. I, don't, I think journalists can do a lot of different things. I mean, you look at PR, oh, yeah. communications. Like, if you can write, like, you're probably going to be all right. So. Obviously, continuing to pray on that one. Hopefully, it all works out. But um, but no, in my free time, I like to play basketball. I like to um, eat my mom's food when I go home because she <laughs> is respect. a wonderful cook. Mom, I love you. Yes. Um, music as well. I'm a big music guy. Um, I, I like the outdoors sometimes. Um, that's kind of like a, a hit or miss um, depending on the day. <laughs> I really enjoy like going for long drives, um, not long walk, walks on the beach because we don't got a lot of those in Mount Pleasant. But I like cruising Very around a little bit. Very romantic of you. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> I like, and uh, I'm a big movie. I'm a big movie geek. Um, I'm not really into like 
the um i'm not really too big into like marvel and like that kind of stuff but Uh i do like a lot of like um crime movies you know movies about people like breaking out of prisons or movies about you know like drug deals drug busts like you know like all of different kind of things like um i like i like movies about like government and like you know government shutdowns and like what happens if someone gets in the wrong hands kind of that kind of stuff i mean i enjoy Mm -hmm. that when I was in Colorado this summer, I spent, like, every night because it's two hours back. So I got tired by, like, 9 p.m. So I, when I was done with my work for the day, I'd just chill in my bed and, like, watch Netflix all night. So I've, like, watched tons of Netflix. I love Friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of me. I don't know. I like to watch sports a little bit. but A little bit. You know. Well, you told me, you told me what? when was what that, else? yesterday, the day before? You don't like watching sports live anymore. Not huh? the same. It's not the it's same. Not the I don't because it's different oh, well, when you when you yeah. cover it for so long. Not even so long. So I've only been doing it for like what a couple of years now. But yeah. like yeah. when you been, when you cover sports like that, like sometimes it's fun just to like kind of escape that reality and like yeah. watch different things or like uh-huh. hang out with friends or I love playing <laughs> euchre. So like I love just uh, doing that kind of stuff. That was that was always something I used to talk about with like uh, Hunter who who is a reporter here. Yeah, and, you know uh, stuff like that was like occasionally you know when you'd go around and tell people like you're the sports editor at cm life or something Mm -hmm. people would just you know kind of immediately like put you in that category of like oh this guy just lives breathes eats right sleeps sports um so (laughs) it's kind of a uh you know you kind of gotta break it down i I watch the lions every sunday i'll watch the big games Uh if if i'm doing something i'll throw sports but i definitely but it's not the same as like where i was a little kid sitting in front of the tv just like Eyes locked. It's just not the same as uh-huh. anymore. Yeah. I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Definitely. So. Makes a lot of sense. So for you two, I mean, you're both obviously journalism majors, mm-hmm. but why did you get into journalism? Why do you keep doing it? And what does it mean to you? Like when people say journalism and so you want to go ahead first or no? Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess for, for me, um, you know, I know Dylan, you mentioned that you kind of came here and just like, we're like, all right, let's do journalism. I, Started like a broadcasting club in my high school and then okay. ended up making a website for it and was writing sports for, for that. And then did some blog stuff just to like kind of stay busy and just enjoy it. Um, and then I started to like read journalism more and I started to understand that it was about, you know, truth telling and like it's like yeah. world changing stuff. Like that's why mm-hmm. I fell in love with it. Um, at first it was because it was just like a at first it was because I like sports. And then it slowly as I started to read more journalism and like read the big names and like actually see what was going on in the world that was the that was the difference was that i just wanted to to try to change the world and like mm-hmm. that's what journalists do i mean they they inform people and they tell the truth and yeah you know, I love yeah it. definitely i mean yeah like i said like you like you were kind of alluding to you know so i came to this university not really knowing much about journalism or its importance mm-hmm. you know but now you know four years later i know that's you know exactly what i want to do in right. life you know i think um you know, we talk a lot about here is like we kind of see it as public service, you know, yeah. m- informing audiences uh, about the things that, you know, they might not even know that they need to know. Um, you know, I believe in freedom of inf- information, um, the right to information as a human right, you know, so holding people and those accountable and telling stories. That's why I do this. Um, it's very important to me, you know, uh, personally, you know, it's going to be our careers. Yeah. Um, but and then, you know, on top of that, it's crucial to crucial to democracy as we know it. It's crucial to how the world works. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's I live and breathe this stuff. So, so okay. with all that in mind, like as somebody who reads or listens to CM Life, like what can we expect this semester from like you guys and like the entire newsroom, really? Yeah, like, yeah. I goals? think 
I think the uh, the same that you've seen in the past and even more. Um, one really big thing that we wanted to do last semester was kind of change the culture back to everybody uh, getting in, getting a newsroom culture that could kind of feed off of each other. Mm-hmm. And now we're there. Uh, right. I think we have the right pieces um, in the right positions, the right leadership, um, the right even, you know, reporters and people who can execute, you know, our big idea. So CM Life's always been an extremely important vessel on this campus. So uh, we give voices to those who otherwise wouldn't be heard, you know, and, and keep administrators, um, uh, you know, hold them accountable by by asking questions. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we got crucial. to up our sleeve and it's going to be good stuff. And mm-hmm. like Dylan said, bringing everyone together, it kind of gets you all working on uh, on the same brainwave. And, and when you mm-hmm. do that, I mean. I mean, who, who knows? Who knows where it might yeah. end up taking us, Who knows us, the right? possibility, yeah. We're already talking, you know, some investigative pieces. What right. what, what do the, the people on CMU's campus want to know? Um, so that that stuff is all very important to us, and we'll be executing over the next uh, 13 weeks or so. so. For sure. And, and re- just real quick, running off of that, I mean, mm-hmm. you mentioned what people on this campus want to know. There's things that people do want to know. I mean, we're always an open line to, mm-hmm. to chat. I mean, you, you know where we're at on Facebook and Twitter. You know, you can ask us whatever you want to know, and – we can yep. we can dig into it. That's, yeah, we're very we're, we're always open to that. Yeah, that's what we try to tell everybody. Not only right. you know our our leadership here, uh, editor wise, but our reporters too. I mean, we kind of have to be public people in the mm-hmm. sense that you, you know if somebody needs to reach you, they can reach you. Whether that's through social media, whether that's through you know your phone number, email, whatever. Um, so transparency is very important to us. For sure, for sure. So, any final thoughts from either of you guys before we kind of wrap this first episode up i don't know what do you think first episode of the new year how, how do you like do? it i think i think it was good i think huh. we i mean for how many people like get to actually know mm-hmm. the editors in our newsroom before like they right. just read the stuff yeah. and they're like i now i can put mm-hmm. you know who evan is to evan's face and maybe not be Give some personality right a little bit yeah. Yeah. Other than a just bit a of shake and bake. L- little Twitter profile pic or something. Yeah. I was in my feelings a little bit today. A little bit more than normal. But he brought me brought a tear to my eye, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, good 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 episode. I love yeah, it. I love where it's stuff. going. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's all we got for today. As like Evan said, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media at cm life.com is where you can read all of our stuff. And if you got tips or anything, feel free to hit us up or, you know, find one of our reporters on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But Come back next week. We'll dive deep into one of our stories. All right. See you later. Adios.